the playoffs? Yeah. We'll talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We played them the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. Listen, we talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We talking about practice. It's the All Pro Bros, yo. It's sports show where we put you in the know of who are the bros and the misses, the losers, to those scared the winners, those in the game. To the match, Ali Uber with the crew. Every test to bring you. Every virgin statistic, you caught up over your mystic. You removed the decisions, the opinions, the blow with the whistle, the flops, the foul, and all of the issues. Every punch, every kick, every throw, every switch, every leap, every flip, every run, every twist. Break it down in history. Each loss, each victory. Those in the winner's circle. To the losers bracket, every Gretzky, Brady, Ripkin, Jordan, and Matthew. Whether it's a field goal or a shot in the basket. Going for the gold or home runs. Gonna talk that talk to with the pros, the Opera Pro Sports Show. Yo, what's going on, people? Happy New Year. We are back, and it's the All Pro Bro Sports Show. It's your boy Triple. Bonstradamus. Bonstradamus. Team Bugs Lawyer in effect. Back again. You must be making plenty of money, man. He's advancing. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start off with the playoff picture, man. I yeah. guess I guess we can say so far the teams we expected to win have won at this point. Yep. So <coughs> I mean from, from Saturday Saturday's games were I mean I'll be honest all the games were lackluster in my opinion minus the Cowboys 49ers game that was the most entertaining from an entertainment standpoint. I don't know, do you agree with me or disagree? Well, the Las Vegas and Cincinnati game actually was close the whole way. The Cowboys they made it interesting, and then they put their foots in their mouth. That, if you want to say that, <laughs> that's what that made it very interesting. <laughs> I mean, we're not. In fact, we got to talk about that. Uh, I don't. Know. What you want to talk about first, man? Because I mean, there's a lot to talk about from the Patriots um, and what people are trying to say um, negatively. About Mac Jones and them, then just the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah, let's start there because, and me and you discussed this early off. And we we knew the Pats, that's our team, but we knew they weren't going to get far. We knew that. You know what I mean? We were like, okay, it is what it is. Next year, I mean, Matt, like I said, hey, he's a rookie. He's not quite, you know, he's, he, people try to expect him to be the next Brady too soon. I don't even think he'll be the next Brady, but at least he'll be. He should if he if he's a great quarterback, he'll be more than serviceable and he might win a chip or two. We'll see. It's still too early to tell. But he's one of the, he's the he's one of the better the better or not the best rookie to come out of this class. And yes, he didn't play great on Saturday or very good on Saturday. I get that, but his numbers were a lot better than than the play you saw on the field because the receivers made him worse. We we already had had known that, you know, they don't have enough receivers yet. Even that, or the receivers haven't developed. The O line is still suspect, and the defense around is even worse. Is it has played worse? Uh, has played worse as the season has gone. Teams who are beating, people say, "Oh, that was a defense," or "That was the." We were just playing bad teams, and we happened to get over. Or maybe it was the cold, the weather, the extreme weather. In it was really the wind the first time because. On Saturday, it was just extra cold. It wasn't a win, but it, it, but uh, the first time we played in Buffalo was more like the wins and 
Belichick played accordingly, and that's what we were able to get over when it was perfect weather in, in Foxborough. We got ran over, and then this weather was extremely cold. People try to say, oh, Buffalo's not built like that. No, our team's not built like that from coming from behind more than one touchdown. We've seen it all year. Mm-hmm. Buffalo was he's built a lot better than us, and it's like people try to blame, oh, Mac Jones sucks. Da, da, da. I'm like, yo, so we're going to forget about the drop passes from the other guys. I'm not saying Mac was, was that good, but 24 out of 38, considering there were drop passes, um, the defense let 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 Buffalo score on every possession except the kneel down at the end. There were there were only there was eight possessions, including the kneel down. Seven possessions they scored a touchdown every single one. The only problem is they missed two extra points, and they could have been more possessions if they wanted it to. They just let they just let it burn out because they could have been more, if they were more possessions they allowed. That they if they wanted to go up and down the field. They would have they would have done that and scored on those two, without a doubt. That tells you what you need to know about our defense getting old. So there are major holes on both sides in the special teams um, all year. Even though it wasn't so much the special teams in this game, but just just um, just uh, poor preparation during the season. So and that's on the coaching. So Bill Belichick has to fix some things, whether it's coaching or or um, or um, GM wise. But before we move the discussion to the Bills, there are some people who do not want Bill Belichick back. Are they right in their wanting Belichick out? And if so, what are the reasons? If not, what are the reasons Belichick should stay? I mean, I want to. I want to go that far and say he should be fired. Then again, even though. There are some there are some things you can question about Bill Belichick. That is fair, as a, whether as a coach or as a GM, I can see why those questions have 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 risen up, especially the last couple of years since Brady and some other talent has departed. But again, you, at least he did he did get you a at least a competent quarterback. Let's see how that you know how that how that um transpires how that, you know how that materializes over the over the next um year or two or less couple of years and going forward before making any haste decisions. Yeah. I mean, he, him and the, the rest of the staff, the Patriots, they made a lot of good acquisitions in the off season, which we discussed last year, you know, and it seemed like a very exciting, uh, a lot of exciting prospects, you know, the way it played out eh, not so exciting um, by the end of the regular season into the playoffs. Um, I would say I don't think he should be fired. He's still one of the best coaches in the game, you know, in a modern era and of all time, um, given the chess pieces he had to move, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Um, I agree with you, though, that there are changes that need to be made um, between now him, defensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and others. Uh, structure things in the offseason, including who they need to release, um, then those in, with whom they need to acquire. So right. we'll see. Now, from your perspective, switching over to the Bills, the Bills dominated um, in part due to some of the things you said on the Patriots' uh, poor playing. But outside of that, what did you see were excellent points in how they played against the Patriots on this past Saturday. Well, they, well, they, well, we knew that, um, 
whether whether they they um whether offense defense or whatever they last time when when the pet like I said when the Pats were up in Buffalo they only passed the ball three times we knew that that couldn't be the case coming in the Bills were going to expect that so the Bills were, were on when it came defensively they knew how to read they knew enough to read um the, the Pats plays offensive plays on defense they knew what they're doing and on and then on on offense they just they did whether running or passing they knew what to do I mean um your man um Allen he was very efficient 20 he only had to pass 25 times 21 out of 25 for 305 you have to do much because he, he knew he knew where, where to attack the, you know the pets he knew he knew where the weaknesses were at whether whether in the in the secondary position or even on the on the d-line position and then he knew he knew how to maneuver that and it was it was simple as one to like I said the defense the defense wasn't, and, and this is goes like I said. This again goes back to the to the re- regular season. Even if the even though they'll show you the numbers, oh, the D is one of the top score top um scoring defense, like you know, in terms of uh, um limiting points or whatnot. Um, or they they know how to they they're middle of the pack. Yeah, well, they'll, they'll, they have all these sweats, but when it counts, can they get a scot when it counts against playoff teams or teams above five hundred? They weren't able to do that. Hmm. Whether it was Miami or against some other teams or, or after the bye when we beat Buffalo the first time losing to the Colts, losing the Buffalo game, you beat Jacksonville. They were only a two-win team. You should beat them. And then you lose to Miami again, even though they didn't make the playoffs, but they swept you. You lost three out of four and then, then you lost the fourth out of fifth to Buffalo the third time. They weren't able to They weren't able to, to get those stops or to do what they had to do when, you know, when accounted, but most importantly, they got up on the Pats. What I should have mentioned first, they got up on the Pats early because we're not built to come from behind more than a touchdown. That's sad. Not that you should fall behind early, but you should, if you have a team that at least, whether mentally tough or have the pieces or what have you, you should be able to be able to come from behind. When we had Brady here, not that we fell 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 behind too many times, but if we fell behind by more than two to two scores. He was able to more often not come from behind and, and knew how to do that. Mm-hmm. It's not built to is not built to do that by any by any stretch of the imagination. No, especially not with a rookie quarterback. He has a lot to learn. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd say he hasn't done well. He's done very well being a, a rookie quarterback within what some will say is a rigid system within football. Um, mm-hmm. I think he fits within the Belichick system, quote unquote. Um, but to your point, everything you said, he needs not to say he doesn't have some of the right pieces, but they need more of the right pieces in terms of okay. the actual physical athletes and the actual coordinators and coaching. It all has to work together. Absolutely. They need more pieces to compliment him. Because Harry, I'm sorry, he should he needs to be he should have been gone. This dude, dude can't catch COVID like the, like the rest of the, the people couldn't even catch COVID. Now you're a little fast. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got a freaking. Can't catch football. Can't catch COVID. Freaking. Jacoby, uh, the other Jacoby Myers, he'll probably at a, at a very good team. He'll be the third option at best. Like they need to, and the other tight ends, you yeah, had they're decent, but you know, Hunter Henry and what, and what, what have you, but they need, they need more. They need they need more at those positions. 
Um, and when it comes to the defense, the quotes uh, Bart Scott back in the day when he, when he played us when he was in the Jets, they can't stop a nosebleed. Well, this time it was literally true because they couldn't stop anything on any position. And, it, and the game wasn't that close. It was 47 to 17. It wasn't that close. So it's like, <laughs> so you see where, and like I said, when it, when, it, when it counted, even in the regular season, when they needed to get certain stops, like the Colts game, even when they were trying to come back from 20 nothing down, that was, which was bad enough to get down, but they came close. That was the closest that I think they, they tried to come back and then the, and the Miami game the first time in New England. Then, then they let somebody run up the, you know, they let one of their runners run, run up the gut and it was goodbye. See you later. They couldn't, they couldn't get stops when they counted. Just wow. like the man for, you know, in, in a lot of these key games, even against Josh Allen the second time or, even against uh, the Dolphins, the second time you couldn't, they couldn't get stops when it counted. Wow! You know, so when you when you look at these games, people say, "Oh, the defense was carrying." Well, well the whole team, well, the offense, even especially, they just played their part in that seven game winning streak when they were playing mediocre teams. But when it came to, like I said, playing either playoff teams or teams that might have been above five hundred, some teams that were somewhat solid. They weren't able to get stops on the counter, and it showed. It. And we knew that it was going to be like this in the playoffs. Now we didn't know it was going to be this bad, but <laughs> but it showed you what you needed to know. So I would hope that they know. Oh, we need to, like our defense is getting old, or it is old. We need to get fresh pieces on that de- on that defensive line, and 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 the secondary probably needs to try to build you know more around Matt Jones and try to open it up for him more, you know. Because people, because he's you know Dinkin and Duncan, sort of like how Brady started. But Brady, you start, he started to have some type of, re- even though we've known Brady to do more or less, but he at least had reasonable enough pieces to, you know, to start his winning ways. You need to do the same for Mac Jones. Yeah. Well, let's move on from the Patriots and the Bills. Let's move on to the Bills' opponent next week, who is the Kansas City Chiefs, who gave a molly whopping to the Steelers last night, which was also Ben Roethlisberger's last game in his 18 mm-hmm. years of playing with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, the Steelers were not impressive at all in their 42-21 to loss to the Chiefs. The Chiefs excelled both on offense and on defense, which is very funny compared to what we were saying about them about three months ago. We was like, what defense? But now, the defense is here. You and know. the game, and that game wasn't even that close. You know, a lot of garbage touchdowns at the end, just like just like the games we discussed. You know, we 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 knew, and at least I know, I think you knew too that the, the, the Pittsburgh just lucked in, it happened to luck, and they had things go their way to luck in the playoffs. They, we knew they, that. Yeah, they, they literally had a lot of lucky wins towards the end of the season, games they should have lost. Honestly, yeah, and just a lot of things happened the way that other teams lo- lost or. It looked like it was always there was gonna be a tie to knock about the the the, the prior week it didn't finally I guess because whether one of the other teams called timeout whether I forget whether it was the Chargers and then the Raiders oh we're gonna win this thing now because you oh because you didn't you you didn't want to just play for the tie huh so 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 that's what happened and they happened to luck out before the Raiders losing the Bengals but. Yeah, I mean, we we knew we knew they were not going to excel against the Chiefs. The Chiefs have gone too too strong for too long in this in this modern day era, you know. So we knew Pat, Patrick Mahomes the problem. We knew as long as they we were doubting if if the book was out on them, but it seemed like they, 
maybe there was a couple injuries there. But you know they've started to get they started to get their players back at least to a certain point. Their defense is selling. We'll see if that continues, and you know we'll, we'll see how they do against the Bills. That would be a very good matchup. I think that was the AFC matchup uh, title matchup last year, and this it year was. is just yeah. And before the Chiefs got over, this year is just a divisional matchup. So we'll see how that goes. I still think I still expect the Chiefs to win, but but I expect Buffalo to put up a good fight as well. So we'll we'll see. I mean, Buffalo's been very consistent. This season, that's one thing for sure. They had a, a you know a few losses in the regular season, which they shouldn't have had. Um, once again, like the movie title from the '90s, we're dating ourselves. Any given Sunday, you know, saying where's that prune juice? Oh boy, Phil was saying that, but <laughs> <laughs> we came out of nine in the '90s, man. Uh, no. But yeah, but nonetheless, the Bills been consistent. The Chiefs have, after many losses early on picked it up real quick and stepped it up in every area they needed to step up in. Um, are they the more dominant team? I don't know if I can say that personally. Um, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. It's, they have the edge. It's like they were to do like, Oh, what is the uh, over under? They'll probably give them the edge, but the bills, like you said, they didn't give us any, but minus that the bills have some talent. Josh Allen is a problem. He is mobile. Just like Mahomes is mobile. And the inside and out. Inside of pocket, also outside of parking can run. So you, you, so you got you got those going for you. So both both t- um, both QBs can that can do damage with their legs. Because the Chiefs want to make it. There'll be three years in a row to make it to the Super Bowl this year, correct? Yeah. Then, be- yeah. Yeah, because they won one, they won one, and then lost and they one. Lost yeah. one. You know, so mm-hmm. they definitely want to go back. Clearly, a third year in a row on some LeBron James back to back stuff. Or some Jordan mm-hmm. back-to-back stuff, but in football, or even the Cowboys, we'll talk about them in a second, when they won <laughs> back-to-back against the Bills. So it was amazing to see teams like the Bills, you know, yeah, they were in the playoffs, you know, of course, but they have a, a really good squad that can go deep into the playoffs again this year. But we'll see. Right. You know, and speaking of teams like that, how about those Cincinnati Bengals, you know, um, and which was this was a good game. Um, the Bengals and the Raiders. Uh, yeah, this was uh, one of the yeah, one of the couple good games. And like, this was and, a good game uh, overall. And so was the 49ers and Cowboys. I mean, speaking of entertainment factors, but what were, what were some highlights you take away from this particular game? No, it was. I mean, definitely going back and forth. I like what I like what I was seeing, especially from Joe Burrow. I'm um, passing, you know, and he was able to open up the offense the way you know. I mean, the way he was doing down the stretch in the season, he did the same in the playoffs. And I'm um, just and just I'm just I'm happy for them in the sense of, of them finally winning a playoff game in in three decades because that's how long it's been. Like they've gone. Like Marvin Lewis was there for half of that time, like and not get either. He would not get to the playoffs, or when he would get there, I mean, more often than he would get there, but they wouldn't win a, play, a single playoff game. So I'm glad they finally won won a playoff game, and hopefully we'll see we'll see what happens against um who who they gonna who they gonna be playing. Uh, the Bengals will be playing against the Tennessee Titans. The Titans, right? Yep, this okay. Saturday. Yep. So we'll see. But I still think the Titans are still more superior than them, but we'll see. I No, I do agree. The Titans are the superior team. But Joe Burrow, 
similar to the homie Mac Jones. Good quarterback. Mm-hmm. This is his second year. Uh, he's going to have a bright future. He has a lot to prove still, you know. Going back to the Raiders, though, um, they're one of the other teams I like besides the Patriots. And I am a Derek Carr fan. Uh, but some people now starting to, once again, people just, they want something to talk about. But they want to say, oh, Derek Carr is washed. What do you say? Uh, I mean, I mean, Derek Carr, I mean, like I said, he's he's not he's not the elite elite QBs, no. but, he, but he's pretty, he's still pretty decent. We'll see what happens now. <laughs> Raiders also haven't won a playoff game since last time they went to the Super Bowl in 0203, but we'll see, we'll see. We'll see how that how that how that plays out. I mean, if you looked in the stands, the Raiders fans were just as dejected as the Cowboys fans were Sunday night. Um, so we, just love, we just love laughing, laughing at the Cowboys fans because <laughs> for, for them, people will say, oh, they hate on them just like they were hating on the Patriots when we had Brady. Uh, but the thing is that the Cowboys fans, they're more arrogant than any other fan base, even more than what our fan base was. Because they're always like, oh, next year we'll always win it. Next year they had it. They haven't. This is how. I mean, only. I mean, of course, the Lions are the worst franchise in history. But we need to talk about them. Yeah, one playoff game in sixty. Someone just quoted that. I was like, wow. But it's not surprising. But at least the the Lions are realistic about what they are. That's the funny part. Just like uh, our spiritual mom is realistic about what the Bears are. But the but the Cowboys have are the delusional fans. It's the seventies. Yeah, the seventies. It's a they're long delusion. time. They're delusional. They're delusional. They, they, they won. Of course, the last time they won the the chip was ninety five, ninety six, and I think since that time, from what I what I heard, they haven't won. They've only won what three playoff games? Something like that. And three? this season, everyone was saying, "Oh, this is a well put together team to go far." Yes, on paper, and were they better this season than last season? Yes, they were. But in playing, were they good enough to really show that they're going to go far? No, because the 49ers were also on a struggle bus throughout this season. In my opinion, along just like the Steelers, they did not deserve to be in the playoffs, in my opinion. But the numbers don't lie. Statistically, the 49ers were able to get in. And showed that Davis wanted it more and were more consistent on the field than the Cowboys. Absolutely, and I and I and I picked the 49ers to to win that game, even though the Cowboys tried to make make it interesting in the end before that mess up on at, at the end, at the end whatever they were doing not giving it to the ref as opposed to whatever that was, and then the, then the play was dead and everything was over. But that the Cowboys just do Cowboy things. They haven't they haven't gone past it. <laughs> They haven't gone past the divisional round since 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 the time they won the chip. They haven't gone past the divisional round, and they've only had three playoff wins. Well, let's, just find let's, ways. Let's find ways to it up, it up. Let's back it up so the fans. You just said it, so the fans will know. It wasn't the referee's fault that the Cowboys lost the game. The Cowboys did not. Dak Prescott, more specifically. Did not give the ball to the referee. He gave it to a center, I believe. So the yes. referee had to touch it. But at that point, you had four seconds left. And so the fans were just loud the whole game. That also caused mistakes on both sides of the ball on both exactly. teams. Um, so but, by the time they get the ball and he spikes it, it was literally zero seconds. There's nothing you could do about that. At first, even I was like, wait a minute. Then he did the replay. It's like, oh, yeah, all well. Yeah, you got to give it, you got, because when you're doing that, the time's running. You have no timeouts, right? 
the time is running. The time is running. You got to, immediately when you make a play, you got to give it to the ref, and the ref will put it down as fast as possible, and then and then you can move. Mm-hmm. And then, in that case, you would spike the ball and have a couple seconds left and have a shot at the end zone because a field goal would have done no good. You had to, you'd have had to shoot, at, shoot it to the end zone. You know, I'm but, surprised they didn't go for a Hail Mary, you know, on that Tupac. Instead of throwing like short passes, they got the first down uh, each time and going into the, uh, you know, out of bounds to stop the clock. I'm thinking to myself once again, where is this earlier in the game? Right. And, uh, yeah, and that's what happens when teams are down. And then when, when you're doing the two minute offense, that's what they try to, they try to make these miracle plays. And it, it happens. It's happened to our team. It's happened to other teams too. Now, of course. Now, I think the last play because they were around. They were in the red zone, right? They were close. Because, they were close. Right. Yeah, they were. They were. They were within the twenty yard line. Yeah. I, yeah. So that quarterback the, sneak, though, some of the commentators were saying, and I agree, Dak ran too far. Yeah. So if you're doing something. You gotta, yeah. You gotta when you're making these moves. You got, you gotta make these moves quick. You gotta know. Well, of course, you, you when you're making these moves, especially with no timeouts or even one timeout, you gotta make your, your moves out of bounds unless you have a clear front to the end zone. You gotta you gotta make those runs out of bounds, and if you can't get out of bounds, obviously hand the ball to the ref so he hands it quickly back to you. You spike the you spike the ball before you before you make your play to the end zone. Exactly. exactly. It wasn't even guaranteed that you were going to still get to the end zone like that, but you, of course you would have given your shot, your, yourself a better shot. And that, and unfortunately for them, that didn't happen. Unfortunately for everybody else that's laughing at them, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dak will be back. So we'll, uh, you know, uh, feed me more the running back, you know what I'm saying? Elliot, he'll be back, you know. Uh, Pollard, what was that? No, I said Tony Pollard and, and Mike Gallup, those guys. Yeah, they'll all be back. I don't yeah. think they're going to do too much to change up things, though they need to. Um, so I know it's like, once again, the talents there, they're missing but they cannot, something. But they can't get past it. And to be honest, I have to say it's Jerry Jones. It's the curse of Jerry Jones because since you fired Jimmy Johnson back in the day and, and Barry Swesser, but more likely Jimmy Johnson, you have not been able to get over the hump. You haven't got Barry was the coach that won the last chip. Yes, but those were Jimmy Johnson's guys. Since then, you wanted to be author and finisher of the Cowboys. You you're not just the the um the owner, but you're the G the the president and the GM. And you so basically he's picking he's doing everything while somebody's just coaching. Nobody so basically you have yes men in the air. You not say let me hire a GM, let me hire. A pre, a pre, well, president could be among your among your front office, whatever he, who you want, but at least hire a GM. Whether the coach is the GM or somebody else is the GM, at least at least at least do that. Others have, want that it. others have said that before. Maybe that's but what it is. He's stubborn, and it's a, it's. Not, I, I think I, can't, I don't think it's a coincidence why you have not been past the divisional round since since the last time you won the chip, and you only won three playoff games since that time. Three. That's like they've terrible. been to the playoffs, they've been to the playoffs, but they only won three in two and a half decades. And let's not forget yesterday's game, the 49ers and Cowboys was a I won't say it's a rivalry renewed, but it was a classic rivalry back in the day, nonetheless, when it was Steve Young was quarterback and Troy Aikman. 
if I'm correct. But just in general, yeah. seems they've yeah. met many times throughout the '80s and and through the mid '90s. Yeah, from between Montana Young and then and then between versus Aikman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so I'm not gonna say the rivalry renewed going forward. No, <laughs> but. You know, just a good game, nonetheless. Now the 49ers are playing against the Packers. Uh, I don't think they'll make it past the Packers. If I don't think so. I like. I, I was talking to somebody online, online who's a delusional 49ers fan. Say, oh, they barely got past us. Da, 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 da. I said the Packers are a better team. Now, good answer. Is any any given Sunday, anything can happen. But the Packers, they're a better team than you. They they're more stacked up than you. And speaking of better teams, the Buccaneers, of course, beat the Eagles. Um, Buccaneers are the superior team, even without Antonio Brown. We'll talk about him in a second. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Because uh, people are like, oh, without Antonio Brown, they're missing one of their major weapons, plus the injuries. You're playing against a team like the Eagles, who, once again, yeah. talent is there, but statistically made it in. But they're not better than the Buccaneers. I mean, is there really yeah. much to talk about about this game? No. I mean, we knew they were going to get past them. It was 31 nothing, And, and I mean, it, they, the score ended up being 31 15 because they scored again, scored a couple point touchdowns in garbage time when the, when the, when the um, Buccaneers were, were, you know, were, were, you know, were, you know, were just, you know, just, just doing it halfway. You know, they, they weren't really putting their full. Full of effort, and they were half-hearting it. They weren't putting, they weren't fully hearting it at, at the end of the, at the towards the end of the game. We know that. Yeah. Yeah. The game, the game was pretty much over. True. Now transitioning over to the drama, so much drama you can't even give it to your mama. Antonio Brown just leaving the game. Now, everyone's oh, yeah. seen it by now. It's about three, four weeks ago at this point. Um, Me too. Jumping around. And waving to the fans, get jump around, jump around, jump up and get down, <laughs> down. Jump, jump, jump on a bad ankle. Bad ankle, okay. He said he had a bad ankle, but you was jumping around and waving. And yeah, they're gonna say know. that's adrenaline. That's what they're gonna say. It was adrenaline. It's, I don't know, like, I don't know what to believe. But and they finally did believe. saying, Oh, you don't want to play, get the <laughs> F out of here. But we don't know that's cap either. So I don't yeah, know what to believe. It's some like like a lot of the other players, you know, as a fan and the analyst, I'm just like, I'm staying out of this one. I don't know what to believe either, son. I don't know what to believe in. We know they released at the finally that particular week when they played the Jets, but I don't know. Because at the time they were down by two touchdowns before before they came before they you know they were able to come back. You see, and that's what we're talking about teams that are built to come from behind. Yeah, even. In- they had in, in that I think they were dealing with injuries at that particular time. They, they were were missing some of their pieces. So because they got some people who are like Antonio Brown is done. Then you have others like yo forget Bruce Arias that he'll be back. He may be back somewhere else, but you know won't be with the Bucks. No, not at all. Because no. Brady tried to, tried to lobby for him to do his try try his hardest, and, and yeah, they didn't want to chip with him last year, but this year I don't know. Between the fake, the fake Vax card, I mean, look, whatever you feel about the Vax is one thing, but you didn't have to get a fake Vax card. Yeah, like we discussed before, it's like, just follow the rules. It's like, if you want to work for this company, participate in this team, if this nonprofit, whatever, this is the rule, whether you like it or not. If you want to stay in that particular 
industry or that particular organization or whatever abide by the rules yeah you don't have you don't have to get vaccinated and just and, and nobody should be forced to get vaccinated so just follow the rules by that you didn't have to get a fake vax card yeah, and exactly. then because <laughs> i think that could be classified that could be a borderline felony they're saying nowadays Technically it is but we'll see what happens yeah. with that we don't know if he'll get celebrity privilege you know what I'm saying? you know he, he was suspended three days came back now, Aaron's also is not a guy of, guy of his word because he said he messes up once he's gone. He said last year, and then this year when he went after when he gets a, wins a, wins a, a chip with him. Now it's like, um, well, you, you, you know, he, he made him some some BS excuse. But look, all right, he's still part of still vocal part of the team. All right, people make this like he said he, he said something to excuse the nonsense, and then and then eventually before that, you know, meltdown happened before. He had to let him go because it was public. Yeah. So of course, you got to see something at that point. And now, uh, Antonio Brown is turning to a music career. We listened to a song from the pit <laughs> to the palace. It's lackluster. I mean, it's it's just a flip of Drake's, you know, we started from the bottom, now we're here. I mean, for me, who... I'm but he, it, it wasn't... It. It wasn't as good as Drake's. No, and even that song was not one of Drake's top 10 songs. And he's a very talented uh-huh. artist. Me being a DJ and a music producer, my own right, even the production wasn't that good. It's just like, nah. I can see he has potential. He has potential to be a, a decent rapper. I'm going to give him that. He's not a trash rapper in terms of the flow and everything. But it's like, just don't, don't do what everyone else does. You know, right. you can do more. And he's had... He was he had a song featured on one of the Madden games, you know, and he had another single. So he's not new to music, but he's not a Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard, he's a problem. Uh, he's know? one of the best. Oh my gosh, he's a dope MC. One of one of the best um athletes, Raph, I mean, besides Shaq and you know. Yeah, people sleep on Shaq. Shaq was dope too. I don't care what anyone says. Shaq was pretty good. Yeah. Now the last game, uh, which has not happened yet at the time of this recording. From Monday night is the Cardinals and the Rams, and either one of these teams will go on to face uh, New England South, aka the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, on Sunday, January twenty third. I want to see the Cardinals win um, that particular game, but we'll see because the Rams. I respect the Rams too, especially their young coach. Uh, he makes you want to root for the Rams, you know. But same time. The young bull, you know, my Philly slang in Arizona, Kyler Murray, you know, Philly, Philly, <laughs> you know, uh, I like him. I like him, too. I respect him. I want to see him go far, you know, uh, in his career. And I would love to see him go on to face Tom Brady. Know what that will do for his career, even in terms of endorsements? Come on now, Absolutely. you know, we'll and, and that's going to be a good game. I'll be watching that as well. No, most definitely. And I think they will still give a chance to Tampa Bay. Now, Tampa Bay may still have the upper hand, but I won't be surprised um, whoever um, Tampa Bay faces out of those two um, who are playing tonight. Whatever happens, it can still go either way. But I still think Green Bay may be the superior team to any of those teams. Now, Tampa Bay aside, Tampa Bay may still be favored because they won the chip last year time because of the injuries. Now, again, I still think Tampa Bay can go back and win, but at the same time, I won't be surprised if they don't because of the injuries. Because I'm, the injury, I'm, I'm going to have a controversial take. Call me on if I'm wrong two, three weeks from now. 
I do not see Tampa Bay, even if they win it, make it to the Super Bowl. I don't see them winning. No, nah, like I said, no, nah, I, 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 I can, I can respect that because, I, like I said, I, I can see either or, because, because, because the injuries on Tampa Bay, they may, they may be too, too much to overcome. Like I said, I, I expected they were going to get past the first, the wild card. I knew the Philly wasn't a match for them. I had a feeling they were, they were definitely getting past them. Now the second, now against um, <clears throat> whoever they play, or I'm hosting the divisional round. They still have the upper, the you know, the upper hand. But that could still go either way. But because they're home, I still can give them the upper hand. Now against Green Bay. Now last year, Tim Bay was also on the road against Green Bay. Now they're all against the road against everybody, <laughs> and and they were able to blow by everybody. That was impressive. But because, like I said, this year, because the injuries, I would give Green Bay the upper hand this time. Now, it, with, it, uh, considering if they, considering if they, if both of them get there now to, the the NF- to the NFC Championship, right? Now, I just right. want to speak to that. If both teams make it this year, it's a different, more aggressive Green Bay. Um, mm-hmm. Especially they had the weather. I'm just going to say it. We discussed it before. They had the weather. Aaron Rodgers diva moments throughout this season, even before the season started. So, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, they've played well during this 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 regular season. Uh, right. so they won it. If they play against Tampa, they're going hard against Tampa. Only thing is, remember last year's game, a lot of questionable calls from referees in last year's NFC Division Championship game. Yeah, they were. There were, there, yeah, there were a couple. There were a couple. So we will see. If I'm going to even pick anyone to go to the – well, I'll say who I want to see in the Super Bowl. I want to see the Bills from the AFC. And if I have to choose someone from the NFC, Green Bay. I think that will be a great Super Bowl. We'll yeah, if it's, Bills, if it's Bills or Green Bay, I would like the Bills to win. If it's Bills in Green Bay, because the Bills haven't won at all, and won four straight times back in the day and lost all four, that's pretty sad. It's like it's not even worth going in times. At least Aaron Rodgers, even though Aaron Rodgers has been a minute since Aaron Rodgers has won, but at least he has won one. The Bills, Josh Allen hasn't won anything, and the Bills haven't won anything, so it, that would be nice. If it's against Tampa Bay, I'll probably be still rooting for Tampa Bay. I'm still TB12's lawyer, so... That's still that's still within my best interest. <laughs> I'll still be rooting for Tampa Bay. Sorry, but I but I won't be mad if you know if if anybody else was to be Tampa Bay, I'll be like, okay, cool. Now you know, yeah, but if if it's uh, Green Bay and what KC, mm, I might I might I might want. Eh, let me see. That that'll be a good matchup. I mean, they both have one. But Pat, Pat Mahomes is young, but Aaron Rodgers is kind of, you know, is a lot older. So I could lean towards Green Bay, but then I could see Casey winning it. So, so it's so it's a lot of a lot of interesting matchups that are yet to come. This is true. So we'll mm-hmm. see. I'm mean, either way. I'm excited about the. I mean, barring you know Cardinals or Rams, but so far, um, at the time of this recording, I'm liking the the lineups we have for this upcoming week, yeah. uh, next Absolutely. series of games. So like I said, two out of the six games, uh, barring tonight, it might be really good. It might be really sucky. Though I think it's going to be a good game tonight. Uh, only two of the five so far this weekend have been really entertaining. Man. 
the rest of them just there. And we anticipated those teams winning anyway. Yeah. So now let's move on to the NBA. Um, so we didn't get to highlight this in December because we uh, took a break. But Steph, as of course, if you're a real sports fan, you know this. And if you've just been out the loop, Steph Curry has broken the three point record um, yeah. in the NBA. Don't have a. That's a uh, bootleg uh, sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have that in our setup currently, though. We're actually going to make some upgrades, hopefully, this year um, to the to the setup. But nonetheless, I'm very happy for Steph Curry um, for you know breaking records, man, um, and even just Golden State in general. They are doing very well this season. Uh, last I checked, they were number one in the West. You know, but I haven't checked these standings in a while. So let's take a look at it. Uh, so as of today, being Monday, MLK Day, the Phoenix Suns are number one in the league at 33 and nine. Golden State's now number two, 31 and 12. So I haven't checked this in like a couple of weeks. Utah Jazz at 29 and 14. Then we have, I'm just going to read them down the Memphis Grizzlies, Mavericks, Nuggets. Timberwolves, then the Lakers at number eight in the West. And then on the East Coast, I'm about the Ether, the Celtics, because of our frustration. But the Chicago Bulls, then the Brooklyn Nets, then you have Miami Heat, then the Milwaukee Bucks, 76ers, Cavaliers, Hornets, and Raptors are your top eight teams. And then at number nine is the Wizards, and then the Celtics. Uh, and my other team, the Knicks, are number 11. Come on. But we're going to talk about, you know, the Celtics since, you know, we're, we're Boston Boston bros, for the all-spar, all-pro all, 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 all bros. <laughs> Can't even say the name of the show anymore. It's a tongue twister. <laughs> um, but the Celtics, talking about come from behind losses, they have a 20-point lead, and then they'll, <laughs> to the net. they'll blow it. Yeah, they, yeah, they've they've had four nineteen plus point leads this year. Now to give them credit, even though they lost to the Sixers, but they won against uh, the Bulls and and earlier today back against against the Pelicans. Now the Bulls, Bulls are a decent team, so I mean they're number so one that, in the East. So so we'll give them credit for that. The Pelicans not so much, but this is the Celtics though. They they they're inconsistent. They'll whoever they play, they may win. Couple games here, and then they'll lose. They'll lose some games. Well, it's like they're not. Tell, they're not, tell the people what you've always been telling me about the Celtics, man. Talk that talk. What do they, the they, Celtics need to do, homie? Let them know. They need. They need to change it up. They need to blow. I would say blow it up or, or make some major changes because these teams. They, they, it's been too long. They can't. I don't know whether it's Jalen or, or 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 Jason, I can't. Jay, the two Jays that can't play together, or it's the piece around them. It's more like the piece around them. But my thing is, you got to get rid of all the pieces around them. I don't know if you leave those two, or you you trade Jalen two and you leave Tatum, or vice versa. But the majority of those pieces need to go. Marcus Smart, he's he 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 will give you a headache. He will make the most, greatest defensive plays, then take the most mind numbing shots. All the other pieces, they're just not making the shots they're supposed to. Neesmith, that's supposed to be a sh- uh, sharpshooter, not so much. People that have been playing, your best shooter is Grant Williams, and that's that's really saying saying a lot about your team if he's your best shooter from three at times. Like, we need to 
we need to make some major moves. I don't know what Brad Stevens is going to do, whether it's it, it, whether he can make those moves in, in, in the in-season or, or, or start the process in-season, but make majority of the moves off-season. And him giving uh, Smart that contract, he needs to trade that contract. But the trade deadline's yeah. coming, what, March? Yeah, the earliest you could trade Mark uh, Mark, Smart's, uh, Mark, Mark Smart's contract is any day now. Now, the, but the trade deadline might be might be February, I think. So it's February usually. So, yeah, so he might want to start looking. It ain't gonna happen though. I'm telling you, you're not gonna trade Marcus Smart. Well, they should. They should. They could trade him to a team that could use him. But you know, this is just in terms of what's going on with the Celtics. The 22, they're barely in the 10 spot. That was that's a playing spot. But this and, and I don't really see them. It's like at this point, it's like either you're gonna because when you're in what they call NBA purgatory, when you're in that <laughs> bottom uh, see this part of making the playoffs and not, that's one of the worst places to be. Either you're at is best to be at the top or the very bottom because very bottom you get pieces to go to come to the top. So you where you're in the middle, and to tell them on paper, you would think that they're supposed to be not top top, but within the top four in the East. But it's not the case. Just like we were talking about the Cowboys on paper, but you can't play the games on paper. No. I mean, do you think they can uh, model what Antonio Brown was trying to rap or AB, his rap name, and go from the pit to the palace? Think they can make it, <laughs> make it to the top five? Starting from the bottom now, we're here. I mean, they're going to have to make major moves to do it. I mean, controversial take. I um, heard it from at least two people that we know. Um, they were saying keep Jalen, get rid of Jason Tatum. Interesting. They think Brown is, these two people think Brown is the future. They think he can take up more of a leadership role um, and have the focus and the confidence the whole entire four quarters versus, and we've seen this with Jason Tatum since a couple of seasons ago. It's like he almost just loses confidence and gets in his head. And by the fourth quarter, he's not playing as well. It's gotten better, but he's still doing that, you know. Yeah, like that. And Tatum's supposed to be the better shooter or the better scorer, but then Jalen is maybe the better all around, including defense. So and that's why Pete, those two people I'm thinking of, I'm not going to say the names on the podcast, but one of them was a guest at one point. Well, probably just gives it away. But, you know, that's what they were saying. He's Jalen Brown is the better all around player. I personally want to keep both of them. They're not. I don't want to mm-hmm. use Jordan and Pippen anymore because of the mess going on between those two. So we're dead in that <laughs> going forward. I don't know who to compare them uh, to, but we we need those two. <laughs> you know, maybe I don't know. Maybe compare them to LeBron, Wade, and Bosch. We need those two. A Shaq and Shaq in the late. A Shaq and the late Kobe. Yeah, freaking two years, man. Now, uh, well, coming up soon, but nonetheless. Uh, you know, it's just like, I don't know. The Celtics got a lot of work to do, and it's frustrating. You know what I'm saying? Even with the Knicks, people, some people want, you know, Lillard to go to the Knicks. I don't see that happening. I saw another picture saying maybe Zion Williamson going to the Knicks. Like Stephen A and others been wanting for the past three seasons. But Zion Williamson's still out with injury and still needs to lose weight. He ain't gonna yeah. bring much of anything to the New York Knicks. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's he's been eating since he's been out, been gaining pounds. Like, like they they have memes about him. It's like 
he has not met a play that he has not turned down or he doesn't like. I'm like, dang. Wow. <laughs> Damn. I'm like, even a minute, months ago, he said, I've been playing 2K and just snacking. I'm like, bro, come on, man. <laughs> um, and this day you're dealing with injury, but at least do what Cal says, do something. Like, you can't be doing that. Like they said, because he's what, 6'5, 6'6. Came in the league at 285. They said, okay, cool. At least he was bringing it down to 260. I was like, okay, that's what's up. That's cool. But then he's going, he's ballooned over 300. Now it's 320 something, according to the reports. I mean, quote on homie Rudell is 6'5, probably slap a giraffe, but you know, <laughs> probably can't jump high enough to slap a giraffe right now. <laughs> right. He's been quiet, though. I give him that. Zion Williamson's been quiet. So I'm hoping in this quietness, he's been training and working out, um, getting his ankle ready uh, to really have an impact on the game and not his joints. I'm saying that on purpose when he comes back. And speaking of comebacks, uh, about Clay, a.k.a. Mean Muggin Thompson. Clay Thompson, my homie Clay. That's what's up. He was doing his thing in his comeback game. Um, and they're giving him limited minutes still, obviously, because um, you don't want him to burn out too soon or even re-injure or re-aggravate, rather, um, prior injuries. But he looks good. You know, no, he's definitely looking good. Like, and I want, and I, and I like to, and I like stories like that. You know, the, and the Golden State's doing was doing well even before he would came back. Now with him, he should be a problem. And and maybe if they win again. Yo, if they actually win another chip again without KD, then it'll validate. You know, I guess a lot, a lot of a lot of those guys will be relieved. It'll bring a lot of validation to them. They'll be like, KD was a plus, but we could win with you know without I, I, without him. Red and I said this before, and I think you agreed. They didn't need KD before. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't need Kevin Durant. He was just a cheat, an additional cheat code next to Steph. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying it just made it just made him unstoppable. Yeah. But 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 it did. But but you could argue whether those departs with Cleveland, if, if they, they run it back, we'll see what happens. But, you know, but now since the, since Golden State had bottomed out within the past couple of years between the injuries to, to Clay and to others and, and to Steph at, at one point, they were able to get a couple a couple draft picks to add to them. Like you say, how you bottom out. They started from the bottom. They were here. They, they went back to the bottom, and now they seem they're to be back the on top of it. Now they're the bell. So they've been to the bell. So started from the bottom. Now they're here, like Drake. Drake would say. So now when you so now when you have those, you know, when when you have when you have those pieces, and then Clay comes back, I can I can see them. I can see them winning the chip. I can see them winning another chip again. Here's the thing with Golden I- State. When Curry had the wrist injury a couple of seasons ago, and when Clay with the first initial injury he had, I don't remember if it was the knee or the ankle. I know back to back years yeah, of maybe MCL, maybe maybe different MCLs or something, however yeah. they call it. But when, those, when those two went out and they also started losing other key players, so now on other teams, that's when we begin to realize Draymond Green, he's a floor general and he's a veteran presence. But he's not a dominant player per se. Kind of like right, he's, he, Rodman yeah, he, back in the day, or other players like that. They need those kind of players on the team, but you're not going to expect much points out of them. Maybe defense, but in today's NBA, offense is sexy. And that's what people want to want to like court. 
you know, no pun intended to play on the court, you know, uh, but that's what people want is offense. So defense does go far, only so far. So now with all that to say, they needed Steph. They needed Clay. you know, like unlike these fake, you know, little thug rappers, you know, they needed shooters on their team, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, real shooters, you know, who can post up. You know, unlike Drake, who you have to video evidence, Curry really is Steph Curry with the shot, boy. You know, <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> does the state. You know what I'm saying? So I'm torn, though, with the West. On the East, besides, like, the Bulls and the Nets and maybe Miami, I mean, I'm looking at the West this year, either just because I'm a fan of... And the Bucks, and the Bucks are still good. Don't, don't the sleep. Bucks, the Bucks are the Bucks still... Too, I'm not a Bucks fan like that, you know. Just to be honest, I respect them. I'm not a Bucks fan, uh, but Phoenix has um, wow, what's his face uh, from the insurance commercials? I'm forgetting his uh, name. Chris Paul. Yeah, Chris I'm, a, Paul. I'm, a, I'm a Chris Paul fan, and I've been uh. a Golden State Warriors fan since the '90s. So no one can call me a bandwagon fan. I've been a fan since the Chris Mullen days. You know, as a young youth, you done know. So I've been a fan of the Knicks, Celtics, <laughs> and the Warriors Chris since, days. Since, yeah. I was, since I was a kid. You know, so I've always rolled with those, right. rock with those three teams for the <clears throat> amount of years. I'm not gonna say how old I am. I'm old. Sounded like a Cosby show I once watched when he when he said when he was when when uh, he Clip Hustle was doing like a graduation speech. Just like I'm from the class of nineteen. <laughs> Exactly. I was like, "Whoa, like, my like, goodness! Like, what I'm are we the, doing?" I'm in old head territory. Now the old head yet get in there. <laughs> Give another year. But yeah, oh, but man. so I'm torn between the Suns and the Warriors. If I was to even pick to who's going to go to the Western Conference Championship Finals, it'd have to be those teams. The Lakers, kind of like the and Devin Booker, Devin Booker. You know, and but Phoenix with Devin Booker as well. That that's really their top player. Chris Paul is a veteran president, but Devin Booker is really their top player. Booker and then you have himself though. Remember what happened last year in the playoffs? He was gassed and he gassed out. Yeah, he did gas that out. Was the problem. And then and then you have you still have your center DeAndre Ayton. I like that. I like the young center like Bahamian center DeAndre Ayton. So they got they got some pieces. But I mentioned the Bucks because you can't discount them because they won the chip last year. They, no, they, they didn't. And they're still a top contender. Yeah, know? with Giannis Antetokounmpo, the brother, and you know, with Chris Middleton and and Bobby Portis, you still can't discount those guys. Those guys are still. I mean, people will say, okay, if Katie Swift wasn't on the line, would they have still, you know, couldn't make that argument? But the Bucks still did what they did, and and Giannis did it his way. He still stayed with with the Bucks, and you know, and he's and he's humble. So I like I like I like the cats like. You know what I mean? So we'll see. I don't know if they repeat back. I don't know if they go back to back, but they're still competitive. You know what I mean? I mean, though the NBA doesn't have a wild card similar to the NFL, but in using what that word means, the 76ers are a wild card team. Like right now, they're in the top eight teams, but we always talk about the playoffs, though. And mm -hmm. yeah, they, they've done better the past couple of years in the playoffs. But given their drama with Ben Simmons still and, you know, like the woman who's too old and no longer hot, no one wants Ben Simmons, you know, saying so. Simmons, the difference in dude, that kid shoot, kid, but it was scared to shoot. 
NBA young people say, oh, we'll take a bit. But like, what is he going to like, Okay, the defense, yeah, be like, I don't know if I really. Uh, like, people want to say, oh, yeah, bring Ben Simmons here. Replace Walker Smart. I'm like, a taller box. No, thank you. Yeah, he's a shirt. Like, I'm good. At least Smart has heart bars. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Though he's, at least he, he, he needs heart. to take shots that really are in this range. We would discuss that. No, no need to beat a dead horse. But no, we don't need Simmons here. Right. Or, I don't know. Simmons, in my opinion, I want these to go to the G League. Drink, sipping that Gatorade. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I don't Ooh, know, man. Because this isn't new talk with Simmons. Even we read it on a few shows ago last year. The college report on Simmons and you and Red mm-hmm. like, dang. <laughs> I know, we repeat that. We were like, oh, they were saying that, then? I was like, oh, man. And you, see, and you see it the past few seasons. You know, yeah. I mean, Joel, Joel Embiid is still having incredible numbers this season. <laughs> you know, Andre Drummond is still doing incredible, you know, and the rest of the squad. But you got that the problem right there. Simmons, you know, we'll see. You know, see. I mean, to quote one of my favorite WWE tag teams ever, Crime Time. You know, you got Brooklyn, Brooklyn. They're still the team to watch. Uh, watching, you know, quote Jay Z, you know. Uh, but once again, they're another team come to come into the playoffs. We expect them to dominate. Um, and no surprise, we discussed this in the last show before we took our a break. Uh, with homeboy being back, Kyrie Irving, will that have any difference come this playoff season? And he's able to play the role games. That's that's at least a good thing. I want to see if they'll make an exemption so they can play the home games too. We'll see. But it's all uh, able to practice at home. Like two weeks ago, they had some on the film practicing but not playing in New York. Yeah, so we'll see if they try to make make like some type of religious answer or something so they could get around the jab mandate. You know, I don't know what he believes, but (laughs) yeah, but we'll see. We'll see how that works out. Uh, Irvingism? <laughs> that is... Irvingism? No way he believes. <laughs> we're going to search the religion. We're going to Google the religion. Google the religion of Irvingism. Yes, I don't know that episode, but... <laughs> I don't know. Just the things he <laughs> says. So like, I can't pinpoint what the brother believes. So, he's an alien. He's in flat earth. I mean, he's a Scientologist. Are, are, are the tattoos? Is he a Mason? I don't know. <laughs> All of the above. Maybe he's a Scient- Scientola Muslim Mason Ishianus. I don't know. Like Tiger Woods can't call himself Cavalagian. Yeah. Back in the day. If you're going to do that, maybe the Unitarian Universalists. I don't know. Knock, no knock to them. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. You know, even cities mm-hmm. like now, Boston has the mandate. Is he going to be forbidden from playing L.A. and San Fran? Though we're still playing in San Fran. Uh, that's where Golden State plays now, correct? Yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, he's still playing. We'll be able to play there. I don't think they're as strict as in L.A. or New York. But I don't know. We'll see. You know, because even the NFL has been extremely loosening up with their protocols. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? There's even someone about six weeks ago let the cat out the bag saying, yo, all these players tested positive, they're still playing. What now, NFL? NFL's like, do, 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 do. Yeah, what protocol? 
on the deal yeah what protocol so and then so they switched up real quick they retracted their statements oh you know what retract- it is follow the money you know no, so Mar- Duke, Mar- Duke Sanders Saunders it's like you know follow mm-hmm. the money money you know what I'm saying and that's the same thing with Brooklyn you know I Irving being back he has been an asset to the team now Next. certain uh TV personality still barking about it, but at this point, who cares? We're just trying to make noise just to get ratings. Brooklyn Nets yeah, needed. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we know, we know who they, we know who they are. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's move on to baseball. Um, last we talked about it with the lockout, they were hoping to be done with all this stuff as of February. It is now January, two thousand twenty-two. Um. But from what I'm seeing, uh, this lockout and they're calling it baseball's longest lockout, it's going to threaten the start of spring training. So that long article you and I discussed, no, Red and I discussed uh, about two months ago, I mean, about a good hour conversation on this, the article was initially saying hopes for February. That means March, if you're talking spring training. You know, what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I mean, technically, spring training games start in March, but they, they'll they obviously they have to report for spring training a lot earlier. Exactly. Like February, so if they're reporting in March, that means it might be pushed back a month. I don't know. We'll see. So, I mean, I'm looking at it like this, right? But the fact that it's about money, it always, it is not always, it is majority of the time, but the baseball owners have made more money these past few years than ever. And the players have woken up and having meetings. And they're like, well, we want a piece of that pie. You know, and first, at first, Red and I were like, man, these guys are just complaining about money. Ray McMillions. We began to run the numbers. Like, actually, no, they got a point. <laughs> we humbled ourselves within the recording. We, we didn't edit that out. We was like, yeah, like, nah, yeah, they're making much more money based on licensing and TV deals, uh, mm. money from the video games and different royalties and stuff like that. And they're limiting how much rookies make and even like uh, greater separation between the majors and the minor leagues in terms of who mm-hmm. controls what and who does what so that they're more independent, which means you're getting more money and overhead because you're keeping money. Yeah, the players oh, are oh, oh, that. Oh, the minor leagues, they get they get they definitely get jerked way more oh, than yeah. yeah. They definitely get jerked. Like one of the local sportscasters, Lumen Only, like, even though he played in the majors, but they, they used to shuffle him back from the minors to the majors, especially when he because he's from Framingham, so he his local team was the Sox before he got drafted by the Sox before he branched out to other teams later on in his career before retiring. He used to talk talk about how they used to judge how they used to ship him up and down. And it was like, and that's why he was mad because they shifted his way. It's paid. Yeah. I can imagine it shifts dramatically at that. Yeah, he was getting paid. It, it, it seemed like I would say minimum wage. So, like equivalent to equivalent to minimum wage, whatever that might have been at the time, or just a little bit above until whatever he would make it the majors. Then back to that, like, come on. But since he was going from eating filet mignon and shrimp, um, you know, or scrimp for the bougie and ghetto, to basically <laughs> making peanuts. Yeah, man, you know, making a 
Making a sandwich. Making a bologna sandwich. Impact. Thanks. Impact. Thanks. Probably Billy Thanks. got the bologna. He's probably for the bologna. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Yeah, bro, you didn't get the black, bro, you got the bologna in his to go. <laughs> like, so you got to pick, dang, bologna or mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but no like your like your man your, your man was making it was lucky to make four hundred dollars a week that he was saying when he first started. I make more. Now this is so now granted. So you saying you and I make more than some people in the minors on the lower rung? Well, let me let me also qualify by saying he this was back in the late nineties to early two thousands, but but still like we, we're talking, you know, you know what I mean. So let's say stuff went up slightly, maybe. Maybe the six, seven, eight hundred, but like, come on, that's that's bad. It's like you you you're barely making a, a regular living to average people in the minor leagues. Actually, I'm looking that up. That's interesting. Um, this is from Weasonball.com as of November 14th last year. It says uh, minor league baseball players as of the latest payroll updates for 2021. This is written in November last year. Says high and low A make for 290 to 500 because this is a game. Double A from 350 to 600 and triple A make from 502 to 700. Um, And here's how much they make on a five month basis. $10,500 for high and low A. Double A make $12,600 and triple A make $14,000 700 so yeah no i make more than them in a year so do you yo that's crazy yeah so for yeah, they said so, 14 that they said 14 000 for the triple a um yeah yep Shucks. so literally like i said pick you get bread but you have to pick either mayonnaise bologna mustard or fluffernutter you don't get to have more than one option yeah. on cheese oh that's a lot more extra money my friend cheese is a, it's a delicacy around here so <laughs> yeah baseball is 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 more in baseball and basketball guaranteed contract but baseball is is more is 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 number one in terms of the guaranteed basketball is number two but yet basketball from when i last checked because i talked to a cat and this was some years back right he said in the Jiggly, he was in the Dealy. Now Jiggly was making sixty grand, so it might be seventy something grand if you want to. If you can Google that, what they make in the NBA um, G League, because it could be six, between sixty and seventy grand. So that's more than that's more than baseball, way more. That's like a very decent career in 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 regular life. So G League salary, and there's a few breakdowns similar to what we just read. So the basic contract for G League drafted players is $7,000 a month. So let me whip out my calculators. I'm too lazy to do that in my head, though I already know I could. I used to work in finance. It's sad. $84,000 a year. Select players make $125,000 plus call-up pay. Assigned players get an NBA salary or a prorated NBA salary, depending on their contract. And then says two players... Uh, G League contract either seven thousand dollars or select player pay plus NBA two player prorated pay or NBA minimum contract uh, doesn't give a select a, a number but it, it defines a select player so a select player this is someone who's worth one hundred twenty five thousand dollars this is for the elite players that are eighteen years old and above. The pay is for five months, and this is a base contract that does not include your call-up compensation. 
this new select contract is for players that choose not to attend college and select the G League as an alternative. A two-way player uh, is someone with select status, and they can earn a base pay of $125,000 plus a prorated portion of the NBA minimum salary, uh, which in 2019 was $582,000. So they're making good money, almost 750 or something like that so if you take 100 max days to get your $582,000 minimum salary you get 5,000 oh wait 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 5,000 no 582,000 no that's 5,820 per day sorry 45 days times 5,820 that equals $261,900 max NBA payday and overall, with $125,000, there's $386,900. Uh, so, sorry, we're boring, y'all. Just We're breaking down numbers, people. A signing <laughs> player is someone with three or more years' experience on an NBA roster who was then sent to the G League for rehab um, or, create a, or create a roster spot, playtime development, and or discipline. Um, NBA organizations are the contract holders of this player, but they have the ability to move the player up or down depending on the needs of the organization. An NBA assignment player in the G League, remember, they earn their regular NBA salary, so they don't lose their money. Uh, they just get drafted down for the reasons I just named before. Um, then the draft's right player um, is someone who's 18 years or older who enters the G League and they have yet to enter into the NBA draft. The player can play, can join the G League, but if they are drafted, they cannot be called up to the NBA during the season. The draft rights player makes the least amount of money, earning only about $35,000 per season or $7,000 per month. Um, then two more affiliate player. Um, this is when NBA training camps end in October. All NBA organizations can identify up to four players to their G League affiliate team. These players can be called up to the big stage teams uh, once they are in the G League. Um, this person makes max $50,000 via the NBA training camp and partial guarantees. And then the, the season affiliate player final category, they are slightly different than an, a quote-unquote affiliate player. An in-season affiliate player is one who the NBA team waives after the NBA season is in progress. When the NBA organization waives the player, they can, they can then classify or allocate the player with the G League affiliate as an in-season affiliate player. NBA teams must now have the max of four affiliate players at the start of the season. This designation is only for players that were a participant of training camp for the current season. So yeah, they're still making more than minor league baseball players. Yeah, they, yeah minor league players again. I wonder what they make in hockey because I know hockey is the age of... Um, well, I'm looking up, keep talking, break that down so people know, AHL. So, so America, I guess American Hockey League, but it's supposed to be like the, min the minor leagues of the NHL. Okay. So it's looking like in the collective bargaining agreement for a player is $700,000 USD. And it was raised to $750,000 last year. So this season, players in AHL will make $750,000. So let's just look at 
living in Boston, Massachusetts, where the average just one family home is now about $600,000 and you want to own a multifamily home, it's about $800,000 plus. And if you want to own like a McMansion, you're talking at least $2 million thousand or two million two million dollars excuse me um mm-hmm. so a minor league player is not going to even be able to afford to buy they're gonna have to rent a player yeah, the minor league player yeah the minor league player is getting jerked with roommates they're gonna have to have roommates <laughs> they just thought roommate the reds were roommates like oh man I, and I it's feel- the uh yeah. the wool socks so you're living in worcester which is up and coming in massachusetts or for people outside of Massachusetts, we'll probably see it and call it Worcester. Yeah, we call it Worcester. Mm. We're, we're weird. Excuse us. Like we call, you think it'd be North Reading is Reading. We're weird. Whatever. But uh, nonetheless, even in Worcester, or aka Worcester, they won't be able to afford to live there on their own playing for the Woo Sox. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I wonder what was cheaper, whether it was Pawtucket or Worcester, because remember it was the Paw Sox. It was Pawtucket before. Oh, Pawtucket. Rhode Island in general is cheaper, though they're going up as well. You know, this is no real estate podcast, but nonetheless, that's my other one of my other many interests. But yeah, mm. <laughs> not can people to afford to live mm. playing here. So these are some of the things out of many things that can go back a few episodes ago that we discussed on this podcast. Why the players are yeah. like, "Yo, we want a piece of that pie." It's like you know, yeah, you know, we got we got mincemeat pies over here, but y'all. Y'all folks got apple pies and, you know, y'all got pecan pies or pecan if you're rich, you know, like, and y'all got either pumpkin or, you know, sweet potato. T- take your pick depending on what culture you're from. You know, they want some of that sweet stuff. They don't want just a minced meat pie, a.k.a. shepherd's pie, but just slap together. Just a whole poor man's mentality, similar story behind that, similar to gumbo and um, trying to think the other thing. Uh uh, whatever, but you know they want some of that sweet money that the owners have, but the owners are like Mister Moneybag, so I want to give it up. Right, like yeah, like if you make it to the big to the major leagues, guaranteed contract, no salary cap, you're good. If you're stuck in the minor leagues and you keep they keep shifting your pay, that that's a problem. So if I if, so if I'm the players, that'll be one of the things I'll negotiate to not only raise the minor leagues because. It would also, you know, help in terms of tying to advertising and stuff like that, but also that they don't change the pay like they're doing and, you know, and things of that nature. Also, the rookie minimum has been shifting throughout the years. I want to see about 500000 uh, but let me just find that actually real quick. I don't want to misquote um, because that's something else we did discuss. Uh so it looks like, yeah, it's $570,000 annually um, for the rookie minimum um, in baseball. Not just the minimum. It's not to say they can't make more. And depending on your personality or not, you know, that's not even counting endorsements. Uh, but they were looking to raise that as of last year. Um, actually, no, sorry, that's the... Oh, this is interesting. This is February 14th, 2020. It's saying that MLB was going to raise the minimum salary for minor leaguers uh, for last year's season uh, between 38 to 72%. Interesting. So they proposed 
cutting 42 of the 160 required affiliated teams. Um, it was a plan that was criticized by criticized by many small town fans and politicians. Um, I'm not sure if they pushed this through. Um, I'm not going to sit here and read this article boring the people more. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're talking about numbers. Stop it. But yeah, <laughs> nevertheless, <laughs> this lockout's going to go a lot longer than we anticipated. Uh, remember, two, 2020, the issue was the discussed salary changes then and COVID, which pushed back the season to like July 2020. Uh, mm-hmm. So once again, we are dealing with another two year, two seasons later, we are dealing with delays in the, in the MLB season. You know, I mean, Red is probably next to you, the biggest, he's the big, biggest baseball fan out of all of us. He played baseball right. in high school. Uh, I still enjoy baseball. I really, in, really enjoy playoff baseball personally more than regular season baseball. But nonetheless, as a sports fan, it's like, man, you know, here we go again. Quote homeboy from Grand Theft Auto Five. I just use the custom mm. news. But you know, it's like mm. be interested to see what happens. I'm rooting for the players to get the money that they yeah. owe. They do deserve a cut of that at the end of the day. You know, now, usually you know, when it's a lockout, usually I would root for the players because usually it's the owners that are finding ways to jerk the players. You know, being Jay Jerkins with them, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of, and just, let's move over to tennis for a second. The Australian Open, which is one of the uh, majors every year. It's the first major. Uh, big shout-outs to Naomi Osaka. Did a thing on Sunday. Because uh, we, I expect her to go far. Um you know, but there's a controversy with this year's um, Australian Open. Dijakovic uh, was denied twice an Australian visa to be able to play because you already know what it is. Know what it is because of the jab. So he was denied twice from being able to actually play. Um, he even tried. He tried appealing it first time. They said no. He appealed it. Uh, but they still said no. So, uh, this is a matter of, of ethics, you know, and there's still a debate that that's happening. One player to paraphrase, I think it was Rafael Nader. Uh, he was basically saying like, you know, not saying he's in agreement or not for the jab, but he was just saying he's one of the top players. Um, I'm not sure he's been the big, one of the big three for the, men's tennis players, but they are nonetheless going to lose money and viewership um, in terms of him not playing, you know. And, and and deservingly so. So, I mean, it's still a... And he was deported um, pretty much yesterday back to his home country uh, since he was denied. I mean, it's... it's a, Wait, what's his home country? Um, I'm not sure. Oh, Serbia, sorry. So you already Serbia. arrived in Serbia on Monday. Um, so basically his lawyers were there. They had the court case just on Sunday. So not too long ago. And he tried to get a medical exemption because he already had it. So technically he has the antibodies and now the arguments for T-cells. We're not that kind of podcast. We're not going to discuss all of that. Um, and actually... Uh, so I'm looking at this article from CBS News. He is one of the big three, along with Rafael Nadal, Nadal and Roger Federer. So if you're uh, even a minimal tennis sports fan, 
you know those names. They are the big three. Dajakovic, Nadal, and Federer. They're the big three of men's tennis. So, yeah, he ain't playing this year. You know, many more people are are talking about it, man. I mean, we had a whole section of an episode last summer discussing mm. this. No need to beat a dead horse. Go back in the archives, people. I'm still going <laughs> to say it, though. I don't agree with it in, in sports, the way they're handling it. Um, but Australia itself is a whole other conversation with uh, how they're handling their... Yeah. Now I'm in this lockdown. It's like prison down here. <laughs> Just keep it 100, you know. You uh, pay you that look, shit. You look, in the, you look in the stands. The stands were empty. It's crazy. You know, very empty. So... Whether people agree with it or agree with the with, with getting the getting the jab or not, even people that agree with it, they're like, "Yo, it's authoritarian. How are you gonna force other people to say you have to do it this way?" Yeah, speaking of authoritarian, we already discussed uh, the sanctions against China with the Olympics in February. Um, it's gonna be interesting how that plays out because more sanctions have been placed against China since we discussed that in uh, mid December. Uh, we'll leave that discussion for next month when things are live and popping. We have a moral review of how it's actually affecting the players because China is talking about um, kind of like what they did with the NBA bubble, keeping players under wraps, you know, and stuff like mm. that. So that's going to be interesting. <laughs> it's going to be real interesting. So like I said, we'll discuss that further with uh, real time um, stuff happening with the Olympics next month, the Winter Olympics. So that's the controversy with the Australian Open. Like I said, there are those who, out of the players even, who are like, nah, that's whack. And there are others who are like taking a more neutral stance, like Nadal. And there are others who are just like, well, it's disappointing. You should have got it. You know, whatever. So, yeah. Very interesting. So I wonder how that will affect the U.S. Open, the French Open, and Wimbledon. You know. Yeah, yeah, because the U.S. Open, even though we know about certain sanctions, certain sanctions, certain mandates in certain cities, et cetera, et cetera, I don't think there's like, um, oh yeah, because of entertainment purposes, depending on where you're at. Because I know the U.S. Open is in New York, and I know New York has their own mandates. I don't know how that's gonna, how how that will affect the players. I know people who are spectators it affects them via entertainment purposes i don't know how that affects the players because i know that i know they're in flushing queens new york that's where they usually hold the u.s open so we'll we'll see how that how that goes i know you can get into the country i know that that much but into they'll get into LaGuardia or jfk but other than that in terms of playing that would be interesting well here's something uh Sometimes I look at the New York Times, all the scriptures, so they're not letting me in. But it says this two courts, two sets of COVID 19 emergency workplace rules. Um, so this is something being discussed right now uh, within the courts in New York. Um, they're saying last Thursday, a 6 3 majority of the U.S. Supreme Court blocked the U.S. Occupational Safety and Health Hazard or OSHA uh, emergency rule from trying to enforce private companies. Um, you know, on the on the federal level, from not hiring people or having people stay in employment, could also deals with uh, federal government not being able to interfere with the private sector. You can read that; it's plain law. It ain't hard to interpret. It is what it is. Not supposed to. Uh, so even with the U.S. Open, how would that impact the U.S. Open? With now this as of last week, 
um, being the thing, with that being shut down, uh, it's probably up to um, the U.S. Tennis Association, the UTA, to decide what they will do for the U.S. Open. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not seeing anything so far. Um, But it does, I do see this. No vaccine, no French Open for Dijakovic. So the French Open is having the same rules. And I'm pretty sure Wimbledon, being in uh, the UK, they have the same rules. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see. My guess is the other three majors for tennis will have the same rules, pretty much, for players. I hope he's made a lot of money and saved it. (laughs) Yeah, he should be good. He's in the top three, so he's... A bona fide millionaire, you know, he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I'm just interested to see what he does next because he won't be able to play at any unless things change. Unless yeah. things change, because a lot of people, not to make this political, but gonna go there just for a quick second in France, in Italy, and in England, and in New York. People in Australia, to an extent, from what they're able to do, but in those other four places, people have been protesting consistently. You have to go to other news sources to see that, these mandates. And guess who's in the protests? Those who have got the jab and those who did not get the jab. One mm. of the main reasons is it's affecting economics. Economics, business. You know what I'm saying? And what that's the problem. You know, it's affecting economics. Uh, when you begin two, we begin to mess with two things: money and people's kids. That's when people usually wake up. Those unfortunate it's human nature. We don't see no wake up sooner, you know. But when the money starts to get funny, you start to try to mess with the kids. Then we're ready to go to war, you know. So, so yeah. So we'll see what happens. Still, things may change, you know. What mm-hmm. I'm saying, um, it's just very interesting. The four major tenors are in four major cities. Across the world, Sydney, New York City, uh, London, England, and in Paris, France, <laughs> Paris, you know, so we'll see what happens. There's a lot of interesting things with that, you know. Um, like I said, it's still open. I'm still going on. If I were to go to the tennis channel right now, they'll be playing, you know. Uh, so yeah. people are still playing. There's some major stars like Federer, Naomi Osaka, and others are still there, you know. Um, so we'll see, man. Uh, Disappointed, yes. Surprised, no. Yeah. So. Sentiments, exactly. And so, real quick, before we wrap up the show, there's a huge UFC um, pay-per-view this week, UFC 270. Uh, it's going to be Nagano versus Gain. They are both heavyweight champions. Nagano, NG. A-N-N-O-U, probably butchering that man's name. He is the UFC heavyweight championship, but Gain was the, and well, is the interim championship. So, I mean, champion, excuse me. So, this is going to be major, man, because this is literally going to decide who is the undisputed UFC heavyweight championship. I don't know much about Gain. So I have, I can't say anything about him, but the other dude, Nagano, that dude's a problem. I've seen him in his different fights, you know. Uh, so I'm rooting for him, but we'll see what happens. I might, I might actually order this pay-per-view. I've never ordered a UFC pay-per-view, ESPN Plus, um, 60 bucks. I might actually order this one. I think it's going to be a really good um, pay-per-view, you know what I'm saying? So 
So yeah, if you're a UFC fan, definitely check out UFC 270. You know, and another uh, uh, fight nudes, Nagano and Tyson Fury have been having a lot of back and forth on Twitter about having a match later this year. Tyson Fury said having a match in the boxing ring using UFC gloves, which is about, I think, six to seven ounces. Uh, Nagano was saying, how about we have it with MMA rules in the octagon with boxing gloves, which won't make sense because you can't grab anyone that well with boxing gloves. So we'll see that even happens because they're still trying to figure out who's going to be Tyson Fury's next opponent. We already discussed this a few weeks ago because he said he might drop one of the titles if he can't uh, fight um, a certain player, I mean fighter from um, I think it was a WBF or something like that. So there's still even a lot going on with that. So it's always funny how people are trying to challenge one another across fight sports. You know, so... Yeah, I don't follow UFC like that. Boxing, I may follow it, you know, from time to time a little, a little bit more. But you know, um, what's, but I, I mean, the main names I, I recognize, obviously, uh, names like McGregor and them. Yeah. I wonder what he's doing. Uh, well, since he got his uh, ankle messed up and he planted wrong, recovering and training, but also just doing business. You know, he got his own whiskey and he has other businesses that he has. So he's been quiet, honestly, which is a lot because <laughs> he's usually not that quiet. So, no, no. he's a guy that says, I apologize to absolutely no one. Exactly. Like, what a big, what a big. So, I mean, he doesn't need to come back. He has nothing to prove. Um, mm-hmm. But we will see. In fact, while we're talking about, it, let's just look it up. Real quick, this will be the last last bit of news. Let's see. Uh, McGregor. All you got to do is type his last name and go to the news section. Um, it's Conor McGregor's throwback weigh-in. Oh, that's something else. Um, so two hours ago, as of today on Monday, it's Conor McGregor excites fans as he hints at UFC return and social media posts. So it's just a rumor. Another news, according to The Sun, uh, tabloid, so take this with a grain of salt. UFC star Conor McGregor follows Jake Paul's boxing manager on Instagram to fuel speculation of mega money grudge match. So, yeah, so so he should either go into boxing or go into go into WWE like Ronda Rousey did. <laughs> well, I'm thinking <laughs> he's gonna go back in boxing because even according to heavy.com, he called uh. Hold on. Who did he call? He called someone a little fart. Hold on. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> little fart. Was he, was he five? <laughs> what? Oh, man. Was this to... No, it wasn't the Jake Paul. It was someone else. Okay. It was to another fighter. <laughs> yeah, he didn't call Jake Paul a little fart. So, someone just please take his phone away. <laughs> <laughs> he, has, <laughs> he has too much time with his hands. Oh my god. <laughs> Jake Paul's manager being a troll. He calls someone a little fart like he's five. Ooh, and there's rumors of him coming back. So McGregor just being McGregor. We don't really know what he's gonna do yet. Because remember, he retired twice. He's talking about coming out of retirement. His comeback fights weren't all that spectacular. And he's like, just- May- like Mayweather did, but except Mayweather, he's just doing exhibitions. 
Yeah, exactly. He has nothing to prove either at this point. So we'll see. Let's give it about six months to see if McGregor makes any real serious uh, fight comebacks, whether it's boxing or MMA or maybe both. So yeah, because MMA is the more dangerous sport, obviously. So and but yet you make a lot more money in boxing. So I would I would go into boxing if I was if I was to choose one. You know, just don't what you're doing and don't do it for too long because you eventually obviously CT Israel. But for, but for um, MMA, it's like that's why I never really got into it because I feel it's a brutalized street, it's a legalized street fighting sport. That's all you it could, is. They just you can't kick someone in the nuts. You can't elbow them on the back of their head. You know, you can't. I mean, there's certain rules that you know protect from cheap shots. Essentially, but you can kick someone in the face, huh? Yeah, you can straight up like do a, a front kick to the face or a dragon kick or basically a running side kick. Uh, you can straight yeah. up do a, a roundhouse to someone's face. Yeah, you can do all that. You do a running knee, like um, forget uh, Mars Vidal does nasty with it too. You know, yeah, you can do all that, but you just can't, like I said, anything that can injure or maim or even hit like a pressure point. Uh, martial artists and people who are fight fans know what pressure points are. I'm not gonna name it the yards or someone does something stupid and get a lawsuit, but yeah, you can't hit anyone in those places. You know, um, even certain throws are outlawed, you know, because if certain things were not barred or banned from MMA, fights would go a lot faster, honestly. Yeah, yeah, but even those things that you named that are legal, that, that still could do major damage to someone. Yeah, even because, like the legal moves can kill someone. Yeah, those of them, that's why, that's what, that's kind of scares me about sports, sports, sports like MMA, like the UFC, I should say. Or the one championship, Bellator. There's a few of them now, you know. Um, I'll be honest, the fights I've seen in the one championship are more pure martial arts, in my opinion, and the more entertaining than the UFC at this point, which is glorified. Though UFC is still the brand name. You think MMA, you think UFC, you know. It's like certain things you name XYZ. Oh, I've got to mention this. Like, you think football, you think NFL, but you got the U.S. Football League, the USFL, started yeah. in April. For those April, yep. Know. So we got to announce that, you know. Um, so if you're a football fan like me, you don't care if it's NFL or not, you're just going to watch it. I know some people, no, like, they be like, if it's not NFL, I'm not watching it. Yeah, you're just an NFL fan. I'm a football fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching it. It's just that we don't see anything but the NFL and occasionally Canadian leagues. But yeah, I'll watch it. If something's on, you'll be like, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how this will come in. Now, how long it will last, that's a different story. But all know. competitors died, you know, or the companies, not people, you know, competitors. XFL only died because of the pandemic when it hit and mm-hmm. bad investments and McMahon basically declaring the, the company bankrupt. And that's when The Rock and mm-hmm. others were able to purchase the XFL. I'm not sure if the USFL is the XFL. We can discuss that next episode. We're trying to leave yeah, the game. We're still in the air. But even like the Legends Football League, the former Laundry Football League, they declared bankruptcy, but they were able to um, get up and running again, get investors. And we discussed this many episodes ago last year. They're looking to make a comeback this fall, um, but more legit. Not women wearing short shorts and stuff, but wearing actual yes. clothing and pads because the women could play when you would watch it they can play they play but it's hard to take but it's hard to take them seriously when exactly when they're wearing black clothing 
literally, you know, and you're twerking on people when they're after you tackle them. Like, I don't take you seriously. Right. You know I don't at all. That's when grown men be doing that. I don't take you seriously. You know? Right. So, so yeah, the USFL, they're not a legit competitor, but they are an alternative to the NFL and they're playing in the warmer months. It could be dangerous because even playing in hot weather is very dangerous. Like um, mm-hmm. that, that guy who died 20 something years ago and his family just won a, uh, a, a suit against the NFL. Uh, or some rather, no, they won a lawsuit some years ago. Pardon me. Uh, mm-hmm. Against that, and the NFL has better protocols now for retraining and practicing in full gear in the hot weather. You know, so we'll see. It might be good. It might be crap. We'll find out. So, so the XFL basically went bankrupt for a second time because the first time it went bankrupt was in 2000, and then now yeah, they went bankrupt the first time because they just didn't make any money. Second mm-hmm. time around in 2020. Uh, Vince McMahon just pulled the plug this time. Mm. Yeah. So, so we'll see. Uh, anything else that you could think of sports related that we can discuss? And uh, I think we got everything. Same. All right. So let's land this plane finally, so people can get back to their lives. This has been another episode of the All Pro Bros Sports Show, the first of 2022. And yeah, we are back at it, you know. So, triple. Well, was lawyer. Amsterdamus. We out. Peace.